You are listening to Western Iowa's information leader, KCIM. I'm Nathan Cones here with your midday news for Thursday, February 8th, 2024. Several members of the Carroll City Council are requesting more information from the Carroll County Growth Partnership before they agree to a $102,000 funding request from the organization for fiscal year 2025. CCGP is seeking a nearly $20,000 increase from FY24 to support new programs and initiatives such as Hub 712 to revitalize Carroll, Carroll County, and the surrounding area's economy. In 2020, the city provided additional funding to the Carroll Area Development Corporation, which is now the CCGP, to help fund a three-year contract with a retail coach to recruit and retain businesses within the community and an additional CCGP staff member. During a budget work session on Monday evening, at-large councilwoman J.J. Shrek asked city manager Aaron Koiker why Carroll pays significantly more than any other community in the county. What do the individual towns that utilize this position put into it? I think we were told nothing. Zero. Yeah, they, they pay memberships, but they don't expect nearly as much out of it as. What but they, they benefit pay. from it. They do. Yeah. On the on the city of Carroll side. The county pays in, so that's kind well, of the county's. That's some of their the small position. town argument. They understand that we get more of a priority than they do when it comes to something like this. In FY24, the City of Carroll contributed $82,000 to CCGP, while Carroll County contributed $87,000. Ward 3 Councilman Kyle Bauer says some of his hesitation comes from what he sees as a need for more communication between the Council, the Chamber, and CCGP. My frustration is when I'm on the street and somebody comes up and says, well, that got shut down before it even made it anywhere, and it's typically we hear about an after the fact. I feel like sometimes we get left out as council people. I've been a true believer of if there's a deal that's there or close to being there, we should know about it to try to make something come together. Koiker says the council is made aware of potential agreements as soon as possible in almost every case. Often the council can't discuss them in a meeting setting as they have not been formalized yet. He says the ones that don't make it to the council chambers often ask too much of the city. When I have the opportunity, I bring them to you. Some of the folks that are out there talking, we probably shut them down, and it hasn't happened since I've been here. But I'm going to guess some of the times they get shut down is because they're asking for something that just won't work. And then they're upset, and then they start talking about how I should have got this or I should have got that. And there was never reason to bring it to you. But you guys probably don't get that same story that we did because we just... That wasn't something that we were bringing to you because there wasn't any reason to bring it to you to have any discussion about. Ward 2 Councilman Jason Atherton says economic development is obviously a priority, but there needs to be a return on investment for taxpayers. What we assume, though, is that $102,000, we should be getting maybe more back. I guess that's why I don't... A, a membership, I think, is $500. I'm paying $102,000, I guess, is where I'm at, like, I mean, it, it, I don't think the math is equating to us as far as where we're ending up. At last night's budget session, Quaker presented data from peer communities throughout the state that show Carroll is very near the median annual contribution from cities for economic development programming. During an interview on KCIM Wednesday morning, CCGP Executive Director Kimberly Tiefenthaler, who joined the organization near the end of 2021, says she is aware of past challenges between the city, chamber, and CCGP, and has been actively working to improve those relations over the last two years. From just conversations that I've had about the past, and, and I've had a lot of good conversations with prior directors, 
and board members. I think we're positioned better than we have been maybe ever and certainly in a long time for the chamber and the city to work closely together and to execute this and to do it well. She points to 2023 as proof. Tiefenthaler and Quaker see their momentum as just a starting point from the downtown assessment to the pending launch of Hub 712, including an accompanying quarter million dollar grant to fund a significant portion of that project. CCGP had a banner year in 2023. The council did not take action on the economic development line item during Wednesday's work session, but it's likely to be discussed further during the council's Monday, February 12th meeting. Senator Chuck Grassley released a statement yesterday explaining his decision to oppose the Senate-negotiated border deal, which had been in the works between Senate leadership behind the scenes for months. Grassley acknowledged the efforts of his colleagues in negotiations, but criticized the resulting deal for its failure to address the border crisis he says is caused by President Biden's open border policies. He says gaping loopholes, poor border enforcement mechanisms, and a lack of accountability measures make this legislation woefully inadequate. Ultimately, the bill would yield massive discretionary power on border policy to President Biden and his administration. I will not vote to advance a bill that would codify ineffective policies and give President Biden more power to abuse what he has already so badly broken. The now-dead deal also included additional funding for Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan, wholly unrelated to the border. Grassley believes each aspect of the bill deserves to be considered independently and says, The ongoing challenges to Israel, Ukraine, and Taiwan remain concerning. I hope to see Congress find an alternative solution to address these national security threats soon. The Senate failed to generate enough support for the legislation to bring it to a formal vote. Even had it advanced through the Senate, House Speaker Mike Johnson had already indicated the bill will not make it to the floor for debate. And we do need to step away here for just a moment. We'll be right back. There's more news on the way after this on KCIM. At Collins Aerospace, we believe in investing in our employees' future. That's why we are proud to offer our Employee Scholar Program. Whether you want to pursue a professional certificate or a degree related to the industry, we offer full tuition reimbursement and even paid study time. Our Employee Scholar Program is the perfect tool to help achieve the future you've been dreaming of. At Collins, we don't just want to offer you a job. We want to offer you a career and a future in aerospace. For details on the Collins Aerospace Employee Scholar Program, visit us at careers.rc.com. Whether you're renovating the kitchen, updating a bathroom, or transforming another space of your home, Brink's Cabinets and Design has the ideal cabinets to bring your vision to life. Our cabinet lines give you a ton of stylish storage options. So before you head out of town for your cabinets, shop local and shop Brink's. Find us online at brinkscabinet.com or stop by our showroom. Brink's Cabinets and Design on the east side of Carroll. Welcome back to KCIM's Midday News. I'm Nathan Cones reporting. Iowa Secretary of Agriculture Mike Neg is urging eligible farm owners in the state to apply for recognition through the Iowa Department of Agriculture and Land Stewardship's Century and Heritage Farm Program. Established in collaboration with the Iowa Farm Bureau Federation, the program honors families who have owned their farms for 100 and 150 years, respectively. To be considered for recognition in 2024, completed applications must be postmarked or received by IDALS by June 1st. The ceremonies honoring the 2024 Century and Heritage Farm families are scheduled for August 15th in the Livestock Pavilion at the Iowa State Fair. Secretary Neg emphasized that these farm families represent the epitome of Iowa's agricultural's, uh, agriculture's ingenuity, strength, and resilience. Application forms can be downloaded from the department's website or requested from the farm program coordinator, Kelly Reese. 
Contact details are included with this story online. The Century Farm Program, now in its 48th year, has recognized over 21,000 farms since its inception in 1976. The Heritage Farm Program, in its 18th year, has honored more than 1,800 farms since 2006. The City Council of Lake City has officially posted and is now accepting bids for construction of the new pickleball courts in Goins Park. Fundraising for the project started around October of last year. Administrator Jacob Matthews says many local businesses and individuals are offering to donate materials and labor for the project, all of which needs to be submitted in the form of a bid accepted by the City Council and then reviewed by the project engineer before a start date can officially be announced. The bids might be a mix of donated material or labor and other things that council may end up selecting. It'll add a little time for our engineering firm to figure it all out, but it should be done no later than August. Bids will be accepted until February 29th at 10 a.m. All bids wishing to be considered must be submitted by that deadline. Otherwise, the bid will be returned to the sender unopened. The city council discussed designating an official clock to ensure everything is clear about when the bids need to be submitted. The official clock is in the town square, so anything after 10 a.m. on the 29th, according to our clock on the town square, won't be considered. Matthew says there's a lot of excitement in the community for this pickleball court, and as long as everything goes smoothly, it should be completed by August of this year for people to enjoy yet this summer. Again, bids for that project are being accepted and are due to Lake City by February 29th at 10 a.m. And fuel prices moderately decreased over the past week, according to the latest report from the Iowa Department of Agriculture in AAA, Iowa. As of Wednesday, the average price for a gallon of regular unleaded gasoline was $283, down $0.04 from last week's prices and $0.47 below the average from a year ago. The national average went the other direction, rising $0.01 to $3.15. Iowa retail diesel prices slid $0.03 to a statewide average of $3.54, compared to $4.22 per gallon from last year. The national average remains $0.40 above Iowa's prices at $3.94. Wholesale ethanol was unchanged at $2.16 per gallon. As for heating fuels, propane prices increased by $0.01 cent to $1.59 per gallon. Home heating oil dropped $0.03 cents to $2.97 per gallon. And natural gas at the Henry Hub reporting site decreased by $0.15 cents to $1.97 per MMBTU. That is going to wrap up your look at news for these stories and many more. Check us out online by following us on Facebook and X on the web at 1380kcim.com or through the free Carol Broadcasting mobile app available on Google Play and the Apple App Store. I'm Nathan Cohens reporting.